Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. I'm here today with author, teacher, mentor, and publisher, Karen Curry Parker. Karen is one of the world's leading experts on using quantum human design, the power of archetypes and personal narrative to activate peak performance potential. She's developed a system that explores the relationship between quantum physics and human design, a cross-cultural personality assessment system that synthesizes ancient and modern archetypes to enhance people's creative capacity. Karen works with C-suite leaders, including the founder of the 8020 Foundation, an organization that helps build creative initiatives for our entrepreneurs. Karen is currently working on her PhD in integrative health and exploring the impact of personal narrative and language on gene regulation and function. I just love that. She's <laughs> is, <laughs> I am such an epigenetic nerd. She is a multi, multiple best-selling author and has written more than 17 books. Karen is the mother of eight children and lives in Minneapolis with her family. Welcome, Karen. Thanks for being on the Integra podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So when I found human design and quantum human design, for me, it was so powerful. It was like really was a game changer for me. I'd studied many of the ancient divination techniques and modalities for years before discovering it. So how did you find human design and begin to study it. Yeah. I, I actually would reframe the question and say, well, how did human design find me? Cause right. I wasn't looking for it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so I was 22 years ago. I was a suburban mom homeschooling my four kids. They were pretty little at the time. And my husband at the time, their dad mm-hmm. went on a spiritual retreat in to Sedona, Arizona. And he came back and he brought with him charts. And uh, chart. (laughs) Uh, when I saw the chart, I instantly just it hit Mm -hmm. me like I had this huge sort of recognition, and literally I cried, Mm -hmm. and I immediately said, "Okay, I I have to learn everything there is about this." So the only place at the time that you could really go study human design was in Sedona, Arizona. So we put the house on the market. Two weeks later, we closed. (laughs) We were we packed up, moved with the kids across the country, and when we got there. Uh, and when we got there, my youngest son, who was, I think, four at the time, mm-hmm. had an ear infection. So I tucked him on my hip, went to the doctors, got got uh, got some some stuff to help him get better. As mm-hmm. I came out of the doctor's office with this big kid on my hip <laughs> across the way, there was a door with the human design mandala on it. And I thought, oh, oh that's so interesting. I'm just going to go through this door and see what's in here. Mm -hmm. So I opened the door to this office and there was a woman sitting behind the desk and she said to me, Oh, did you come for the job? And I thought, yeah, I guess I did. (laughs) So she hired me there on the spot. And, uh, I started working for human design America and, uh, which was the headquarters for human design in America at the time Mm -hmm. and had really the, the tremendous blessing and gift of being able to study with the founder of human design, and uh, kind of started started my my 22 year journey with human design as both a student and a teacher. So, oh wow, I love that. Um, so that's kind of when it you kind of flowed into this mm-hmm. piece of it. Um, 
And when did quantum human design, when did the quantum language that you um, began using come into uh, fruition? So, so, you know, I started studying traditional human design, which has a very specific vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my background before I actually learned about human design, my background is first as a nurse. Mm. I, I have a bachelor's in nursing. I was one of the very first life coaches trained in the world. Uh, I was one of the very first group of people trained in using the emotional freedom techniques, the tapping. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, coaching and, and integrating coaching with energy psychology has always been something that I was fascinated by. And certainly adding human design as a, as a tool to my coaching practice was great, but it, I, I kind of got to the point where I got stuck with my clients mm. because what, what I know about human design and what I know from working with Ra, the founder of human design, was mm-hmm. that the original vocabulary was really designed to wake people up, to kind of shock them. It is a vocabulary that's designed to kind of knock you into a state of sort of surprised awareness, if you will, right. about, to help you discover who you're not. So most of us, as we go through our life, we internalize certain messages about who we are and how we're supposed to be in the world. And as we internalize those messages and internalize those messages in the way that oftentimes becomes most adaptive, depending on our unique blueprint or our unique hardwiring, we oftentimes start to kind of live out our lives with a mask on, right? We Mm -hmm. we do the things we think we should do. We do the thing. We try to follow the success formulas we've been told to follow we plod along following the traditional path. Right. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes, you know, when we, when we, when we meet human design, you know, the, sometimes we need to be kind of kicked out of the, the, the slumber, if you will, of, of not being quite awake and the traditional language in human design really does that. It's kind of designed to shock people. In fact, I was trained to do, this is how I was trained to do readings. You, you do the readings, you use this word, these words, your client starts to cry, you hand them some tissues and you leave the room. <laughs> and oh and it goodness. was really described sort of as a shattering process. Now that works mm-hmm. for some people. It totally works for some people. But but Ra planned, when, you know, he passed in 2011. Mm-hmm. And I think all along, he planned to eventually evolve the information to create what he would have called an awakened vocabulary for human design. Right. And he just never got the chance to do that because he passed. And so- you know, really over the last seven years, I have really felt, I think because consciousness has evolved and certainly I'll say that the consciousness mm-hmm. of my clients has been much more elevated than it was in the beginning. Now people are, I have found that people are really hungry for not really the awakening process. They're coming in, they're already aware of, okay, this is who mm-hmm. I'm not. And it doesn't feel good to me to try to be something I'm not anymore, but they don't always know exactly who they are. And mm-hmm. so they're sitting in this kind of liminal phase of knowing that they're not who they used to be. They're not wearing the mask anymore, but now that they've taken the mask off, they don't have the vocabulary to define for themselves. Who are they growing into becoming? So I took all the traditional language and evolved it. And actually I evolved it and I tested it and I tested it using assessments to see like how, 
high frequency is the sound of these words. So oh. words and sound actually carries a frequency. And mm -hmm. when we are consciously calling in or using higher frequency language, we're actually giving ourselves a verbal template that begins to construct the, the, the template really for our new narrative. And as we continue to construct this narrative intentionally with this new empowered language, this new high frequency language, we really start to build something that's big enough to call us forward, to give us a new way of perceiving ourselves when we're no longer being who we used to be. So that was, that's kind of the short version of the story of quantum mm -hmm. design. Um, so, you know, I don't, I, I do use both, right. both forms of human design. I do think that sometimes we really have to get nitty gritty and dirty and kind of mm -hmm. go deep and say, mm, this is who I'm not. This is who I've been pretending to be all of my life. This is the way I've been told I should be, you know, and, and moving from that old story that, and, and really shattering mm -hmm. that old story into a place where we start to say, okay, if I'm not this, then who am I? And that's where we bring in the quantum human design and say, well, and this is who you are. And this is who you are designed to grow into expanding upon and becoming over the course of your life. Oh yeah, definitely. And I really love um, how you talk about um, changing your narrative and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and uh, getting, yeah, going from that not self or conditioned part to a decon the deconditioned self of who you truly and authentically are to be in this world. Mm -hmm. And so um so say someone comes to you and they they want to understand how do I find my life purpose in quantum <laughs> human design? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have these, we have these tools that we can use and, um, but how would they first kind of get to that point? Well, you know, life really, I think the whole purpose of human design is to define your life purpose. And mm -hmm. certainly there are multiple, multiple layers that you can mm -hmm. look at that can give you really deep information about your life purpose and your soul mm -hmm. purpose and how those two dance together. But, but at its heart, you know, in spite of its complexity, human design is really pretty simple. Mm -hmm. And the simplicity of human design lies in a really basic building block of human design, mm -hmm. in human design. We know that there are five different kinds of energy types. So, you know, it's mm -hmm. really not any different than other personality assessment systems. Although I think it's actually a complementary tool. So you can actually use human design <laughs> It's a complementary tool with things like Enneagram or astrology, or even, you know, recently I, I, uh, I'm working with a, a, a coach right now and he wanted me to complete the Colby. I was like, Oh, I haven't done a Colby in a long oh, yeah. time. Right. And I was looking at, it, I was going, you know, this is so much <laughs> less revelatory than human design, but mm -hmm. I, I humored him, but even with the Colby, you know, I was like this, this information actually would be really good paired with human design. So if you're like a quick start person mm -hmm. and, and in human design, I am an energy type that also is a quick start person, but mm -hmm. with my understanding in human design, with what human design brings to the table is it teaches you decision-making skills. So back to life. Yes. purpose. So when we're looking at life purpose in the chart and we look at, okay, just like other personality assessment systems, this system has different types Mm -hmm. And those five types tell us a lot about what are you here to do? How are you here to work? What are your gifts and strengths? What are some things you need to be mindful of? Uh, they tell us a lot about how do you make good decisions so that mm -hmm. not only do you know your life purpose, which is great. And actually, I think you can find in a lot of different systems, 
But what human design brings is it gives you the ability to not just know your purpose, but it starts to explain to you or give you the instructions, if you will, for how to actually create that life purpose in your life, how to actually live it. And that's, that's, I think the power of human design. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and within those five types, there are, I mean, there's a certain way to, there's a strategy, Mm -hmm. um, and how to respond, um, within each of those or initiate or whatever, but within that is, is a subset of, um, are you emotionally defined? Are you splenically defined? Are you sacrally defined so that it, you see a different wave and way of responding even in that, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that just it, that further gives you that. I always talk about bio-individuality and nutrition, and it gives you that bio-individual way of being um, in life. Totally. So, and so, you know, just again, to sort of add on to what you're saying, there mm-hmm. are those, each one of those five energy types has within it subsets of different ways of connecting to your inner wisdom. Mm -hmm. So that when you encounter something that is some, you know, an opportunity or an experience or something that you really need as part of the fulfillment of your purpose, and and not just the fulfillment of your purpose, because Mm -hmm. I always have to say, I always always want people to be really careful when we talk about purpose, because I think so often when we talk about purpose, we start immediately going to job and doing, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to do my purpose. I'm going to find my purpose and and I'm going to, that's going to become my job. Mm -hmm. And I always like to remind people, your purpose is to live and fully exist as yourself. And it doesn't necessarily involve the work you do. And it might mm-hmm. not involve the work you do. I mean, that's an important piece. I think we teach so strongly, especially I think in the more, you know, modern enlightened in, you know, self-help community, do what you love and the money will follow. Maybe, right. maybe not, you know, if what you love is to go build a school in Ethiopia, that might never be your source of profit, but mm-hmm. you might be, you will be supported. I'll say you will be supported in fulfilling your purpose. It just might not be your employment. And that's, yeah. that's an important thing to understand. Cause I do think sometimes you really beat ourselves up when we have a job that we use as our way of financial support. So mm-hmm. your purpose is to live out the fullest expression of who you are and your type understanding which human design type you are gives you some good insights into that. And of course, mm-hmm. You know, that, as I said, that's the building block of human design. That's mm-hmm. the core part of human design. And then of course, underneath that then becomes the subtleties of, well, how do you make decisions in the context mm-hmm. of the way in which you connect with your unique intuitive channels, your unique way of using time and incorporating time as part of your creative process. And mm-hmm. then of course it takes you into next layers of what do you, how do you best learn and how do you best build foundations for yourself so that when you do make decisions in the way that's right for you, you've got everything in place so that you feel strong and secure and resilient and sustainable. Mm-hmm. And then the next layer goes into, and how do you engage with your energy in the world? What are you getting from others? What are you giving to others? There's, there are multiple layers that you can go on, you know, starting with type, but, but, you know, for all of the complexity that it could potentially be, again, I just have to bring us back to oftentimes the simple answer is just in knowing your type, just understanding your type. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I, I, whenever I've listened to your videos, you always talk about always go back to your type and strategy. 
Mm-hmm. And, and because those are, it's really how we put ourselves out into the world and how we be um, in this world. Um, you know, the word be is, is such an, uh, an odd word, but it is. I mean, we are human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk about that a lot. We're not human doings, we're human beings. Mm-hmm. So how we're putting our energy into the world um, comes through our type and our strategy. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, that's great. So say, say you have someone who comes to you and they are, they're really kind of at this precipice. I know I found it around my Chiron return mm-hmm. uh, about at 48, 48 or 49. And I was just, I was really in a place of transition and, um, and I, I did really, um, I really glommed on and uh, took in all that uh, human design was. Um, my type, my strategy started uh, looking at the channels and the circuits and all of these things. Um, and it really helped me navigate a little bit more. But really what, um, what kind of put me over the edge was taking some of your quantum alignment system classes Mm -hmm. and looking at it from um, that lens and Mm -hmm. the resiliency keys and, um, and looking at having my chart along with it Mm -hmm. and going, Oh, I have these open centers. Oh, that makes sense. This is why I am the way that I am and how, why I present myself in the world this way. Um, So, uh, I know that the quantum alignment systems are now part of um, more part of uh, within the human design community, mm-hmm. right? As part of that, so people would have access to those types of classes through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, so if somebody, like I said, came to you, say they were, you know, just really at this place, um, um, where would you say? want them to start, um, uh, really with, uh, you know, maybe getting a reading or, um, you know, if they went into the, the com- community, where would they start and, uh, find that teacher mentor, um, path, I guess is the right word. I don't know if that's coming across the way, <laughs> but, um, you know, where's that place to start once they get in there? Well, I think, you know, always the place to start is get your chart first, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, right. you know, uh, and you can, you can get your chart in a lot of different places. Um, you know, we have our own website system that we, uh, that we use for human design chart.com. And, you know, as long as you've got your birthday, birth time and birth place, that's going to mm-hmm. give you a good start. I always recommend once you get your chart, just, just because you certainly could go on a course of private study. You could Mm -hmm. get my book, understanding human design or whatever. There are a couple other human design books out there. You could go through your chart and, and certainly you can understand the parts of the chart, but there's an elegance, I think, to having somebody who's really well-trained in what I call the art of chart reading, help Mm -hmm. you really interpret your chart. There's data in the chart, but there's also relationships between the parts of the chart that are really essential to understand because those relationships between those little elements in your chart are going to show you like 
what do you butt up against when you hit those mm. cycles of growth and expansion, which we tend to do every decade at the end of your twenties and your thirties yes. and your forties and your fifties, you hit major astrological life cycles. And those major astrological life cycles usually throw up the same theme, maybe a more mature version of the theme, <laughs> but the same theme into your face. And you have to figure out, okay, here's my ascension curve. Here's my, my challenge and my conundrum. Here's what mm -hmm. my soul curriculum is. And this is what I'm designed to work through and push through. And as you go through that mastery process, you step into the more mature expression of who you are. So having somebody who can really say, okay, here's where you are in terms of life cycle. Here's some of the inner conflict in your chart. Here's what you probably learned from society. Here's what your soul has probably been whispering to you your whole life. Mm -hmm. Here's how you line all this up in this very beautiful way. So that as you go through these cycles of disruption, as you navigate things like struggling with money or relationship shifts or changes in your body or changes in your job or work or environment, you have a really clear yeah, I love I like the word soul curriculum. You have a really mm -hmm. clear curriculum that you can follow that's going to help you figure out how to maximize these choice points, these life transition points, and really use them as catalysts for growth and expansion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so true. So true. Yeah. And, and I found it, like you said, I think it is helpful to have somebody read your chart and mm -hmm. coach you on your chart. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Because I know I did, I, I looked, I got your book when I first um, started and um, there was only so deep that I could go. And then I did have a reading and that did um, connect a lot of the dots. It's really mm -hmm. that it's connecting mm -hmm. those dots together. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, like you were saying way of putting it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 So, so getting your chart read, getting a, a chart um, uh, from free human, free human design chart.com. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I run a lot of one. Yeah. I've run a lot of charts on that. I'd love it. Um, and, um, and then moving, getting a reading and then moving through. And, you know, if you get to that point where you, you want to go further, you can get into the community, um, the quantum human design community. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really, yeah, I think it, that's, uh, it's, it's, it, a, if you're looking for your community or your people, it's a good place to go. Um, I think, it, you know, it's a good, so I created that, that community understanding human design mm -hmm. because it, I wanted to have a really good cost-effective way for people to be able to dive in and go deep in their chart so that they could get themselves out of those pain points, if you will, because, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we have to build a little bit of a foundation before say we take a leap to get a reading. And as I said, again, mm -hmm. I, I, my prayer is that everybody gets a reading because the, what you'll learn will just be unparalleled in terms of the benefit that it has for your life. And while you're getting ready for that reading or after that reading, the membership group, the membership community has all kinds of great resources in there. Mm -hmm. There are life purpose classes. There's relationship classes. There's money classes. There's just, how do I understand what my chart is saying? We've got live Q and A's. 
it's a pretty powerful mm-hmm. place to start. And that, that's certainly also a really good place to start. Thank you for, for bringing that to my attention. I forgot to say that. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. And I, yeah. And that's, yeah. Cause that was, that was great. Cause it, you, there's so much to read to um, have you there's, I mean, you have a ton of free videos out on YouTube for everyone, but within the community, there are classes that you can take mm-hmm. and, and, you know, intuition by design, money by design, you know, these different things that are, are a lot of our huge sticking points in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I uh, and, and for me, that was huge. And having those live um, forums is, mm-hmm. is such a big deal. I remember um, getting to have one, it was one piece that I was stuck on mm-hmm. and you had actually given me the information and you told me to pray with my feet and yeah. that, <laughs> and I was, and I was, cause I was stuck. I was mm-hmm. stuck at that point. And uh, I was like, okay, time to move. And I did. And it really opened up some doors. And I mm-hmm. think that's so important. Um, and the, and the community that you have created really is this um, uh, wonderful give it and, and take and flow that you don't always see in a lot of places. Right. Um, and um, I think it's important for people to know that, that, you know, uh, for that monthly fee, there's just uh, opportunities f- for growth and expansion within who you are. Mm-hmm. Um so um, you have a couple of books coming out soon. I, I hear. do. <laughs> I saw one. I saw one on uh, social media today. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about those books? So I, I always have a book coming out. So it's yes, of, you do. <laughs> I always forget. Like what? What am I doing now? <laughs> so, uh, we do. I do have a book coming out. I have a book that comes out every January. That is a transit guide for the mm-hmm. year called the 2022. It'll be the 2022 Human Design Evolution Guide. So mm-hmm. that will be coming out mid January because the Human Design New Year doesn't start until the Chinese New Year. So it starts around. January 21-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have another book coming out called The Encyclopedia of Quantum Human Design, which is a reference guide for the new language. Mm. Uh, and then we have I have another book coming out next September next year called Human Design Made Simple, which is just a really it's going to be a really lovely and fun book. I'm excited about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to it's really designed to be a storytelling tool so people can actually go through their chart and look at the the language in the chart and really put together a story that helps them craft, you know, their own narrative about who they are. So that's, and then there's one more I'm cooking on. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't know when that one's coming out yet, but, but uh, uh-huh. I'm working on a book about uh, create a creative revolution is that, I don't know what the title is. The working title is creative, the uh-huh. creative revolution. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and I love that you're doing that human design made simple because a lot of times when I do say, um, yeah, I do human design. People mm-hmm. are like, it is so complex. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and it's not, it's yeah. not, it's, it, it really is. It really breaks down things into this wonderful blueprint Yeah, and, um, and, and some practical tools. And I love that it is this practical, um, uh, thing that you can, can do. And I am so excited about the encyclopedia coming out because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> the the new language is something that I really I, I do use both traditional um, when I'm doing a reading and uh, quantum human design because like you said I think sometimes people resonate more with that need for the shock value or but some people are ready to really kind of but then they they also are ready to see kind of that mm-hmm. um, 
higher level Mm -hmm. of information. Mm -hmm. Um, You also have a book about 2027. Um, yes. and, yes. um, which I love, um, I've, I, I have to take it in small snippets. I have to take it a chapter at <laughs> a time and let it process. Um, so can you talk a little, uh, a little bit about that book and I what's can. happening in 2027? I, I, yes, this, this is my favorite topic. So thank you. Um, awesome. I actually just finished recording the audiobook, So that'll be, <gasps> Yay! So hopefully that'll help you more with the snippets. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> So in human design, there's a, a prophecy, if you will, mm-hmm. that the founder of human design, Ra Uruhu, foretold. And mm-hmm. basically what he said was that we're in the midst of a shift. And I think most of us can get behind that. Um, yes. And his interpretation of the shift was pretty creepy. Uh, I mean, I, he really mm-hmm. told this pretty heavy story of people living, you know, locked up in compounds with guns and hoarding resources. And it was a, it's a pretty dark, a dark Mm -hmm. philosophy. And, you know, I have to be really honest and say, I've never, I never could get any kind of a reaction to that, that felt aligned. Mm. As soon as I heard this material, my whole being was like, "Mm -mm, that's not what's happening. And, and, and I'll have to just say, you know, I, I'm, I've been woo all of my life. I, you know, when I was mm-hmm. four years old, I was woo, um, as most of us are, I think at four. Uh, so, you know, I've always known that I was here to help birth a new world and that it wasn't going to be horrible the way it's portrayed right. in media. I mean, we're kind of addicted to apocalyptic narratives and I don't know why, cause they're like really creepy I know. anyway. Uh, I, you know, basically in human design, the chart itself, our mechanical hardwiring is in the shift and Mm -hmm. our nature, part of what's happening. This is actually what the book creative revolution about is about is that our, the way in which we create is changing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we have been creating it for the last two, 300 years uh, using what I'll call uh, material consciousness, meaning really in order to get things done on the planet, we have to move the mud. We have to do the work and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that there's not going to be some sort of work in the future, but, but learning how to harness the power of perception, the mm-hmm. power of narrative, the power of faith, the power of creating for the sake of creating rather than creating against something or creating competitively with something that power is emerging and strengthening and has been for the last 100 years. If you really look at, Mm -hmm. you know, what's been going on behind the the scenes with the emergence of quantum physics, you know, we know Mm -hmm. that quantum particles behave the way we expect them to behave. That when we look at a quantum particle with an expectation, it meets that expectation. If we remember, and it's hard to remember because the material world doesn't seem like it's quantum, but if we remember that everything in our existence, you know, this cup, my glasses, the computer screen is all comprised of quantum particles and everything in between too, that it doesn't make sense to know that this is true about quantum particles and it's not true about everything that quantum particles make up. So Mm -hmm. really we're in the middle of redefining our understanding of the material world and, and, you know, this is, this is, of course, an understanding that was cultivated at the end of the scientific revolution. So it, this understanding is actually already a big surge forward. We're already evolving. We've been evolving. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the last revolution, if you will, in, in 1781, that we, we went through a, a change in our hardwiring at that point. Mm-hmm. We had at that point 
the emergence of the ego, if you will, and the ability for us to consciously start to create a life that we want. That was a, this is a pretty new idea for us mm-hmm. on the human condition. Now, as we come to the end of this cycle that we're in right now, moving towards 2027, we are now learning to create using the power of faith and emotional mm-hmm. frequencies and alignment. And that, and, and I, I can't tell you, oh, here's how it's going to be because it's new. We don't really have the paradigm for it, but I will tell you it's not apocalyptic (laughs) and it certainly has the potential for us to be able to, in a very joyful and peaceful and abundant and sustainable way, discover, if you will, the elegant solutions to the challenges facing humanity. So the book Quantum Human is really an overview of what are the mechanics of this shift? What's happening during this cycle? What are the things that we need to do energetically, emotionally, spiritually, to continue to hold the energy together for this evolution, it's going to happen anyway. Right. But we do have a choice, at least at this point, to go peacefully and joyfully into our evolution, (laughs) or we have a choice to go kicking and screaming. Kind of right now we're kicking and screaming. We can do a little better, which is why I wrote the book. I was like, you guys, it's not that hard. It really isn't that hard. Mm -hmm. You know, have faith, have a state, stay in a state of positive expectancy, you know, create as much well-being in the world as you can and be compassionate. And, and that's pretty much it. I mean, that's the instruction manual for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can start, you know, obviously we still have to do the human stuff. And I really mm-hmm. want to be mindful when I say these things, you don't, don't just think happy thoughts and poof, a new world. Right. You know, we still have to do the, the work, but the work is easier when you've got the energetic alignment and companionship with the effort. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a lot of what I talk about in that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And, and doing the next right thing and mm-hmm. just always going there. Um, so like you said, a lot of people are sitting in, a lot of people are starting to flow with mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but we do have people who might be really sitting in their discomfort mm-hmm. and, sure. How, what would you say, what is a good way to, um, shift, um, get into that shift from a human design perspective? Well, it's it's actually in the chart, Mm -hmm. um, and nobody likes this answer, right? (laughs) (laughs) but it's a really, really easy answer. And, and it's just simply be grateful. You know, what we see mm-hmm. in the chart is that innovation happens when it's built upon what's already working mm-hmm. and innovation actually forces us to shift our perspective away from what feels like lack to a, a place where there's sufficiency and abundance. And, and, you know, right now I'm, I might say part two is be grateful, work it with gratitude mm-hmm. and part two might also be heal the karma of your self-worth we have got to all heal anything that is keeping us from knowing that we're each once in a lifetime cosmic events knowing that we're each unique and vital and irreplaceable parts of the cosmic plan and when we Mm -hmm. forget that the world is what it is because of us then we spin out and we we lose connection with our innate creative capacity Mm -hmm. so there's something that's really important about healing our sense of value. Cause when you're standing mm-hmm. in your value and you know that you are enough, you're creating enough, you're creating sustainably and you're not in competition with anyone else because you know, they're enough too. So, Hey, we're all enough together. And then all of a sudden we're in a totally different creative space than when we're struggling to prove our worth or our value or fighting each other to figure out who's more valuable. 
Right. Yeah. And yeah, what keeps coming up is separateness and really getting out of that separateness and really getting into knowing that we're all, we are all here um, for a divinely guided purpose Mm -hmm. and um, that we are here to work together, live together um, and, but do our own thing. Mm -hmm. And, and the best way to do it, like you're saying is to resolve that, those karmic pieces. Um, and, um, it's a lifelong thing. I I think people think, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm going to get to the state of enlightenment. I just took care of one thing, you know, and it's not, it's, it's these levels. You're constant, we're constantly leveling up. And like you said, we have these astrological cycles every 10 years Mm -hmm. that really, I mean, and they happen more in those 10 years. I think there's, oh, little, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but the big ones happen, um, in, you know, every 10 years. So, um, it is a, con- uh, a constant and lifetime thing to do and working with our narrative. Like mm-hmm. you talk about a lot, you talk mm-hmm. about narrative so much, um, and changing our narrative. And, and like you said, it is in the chart. Mm-hmm. It is there, um, how we, um, move through it and, um, evolve it working with people's narratives. Um, again, going, being grateful, um, and, um, connection to source, I think is really important too. Cause we see that a lot in the chart also. Totally. Uh, so, um, how would you t- uh, tell someone how, how do they change their narrative? Cause you do talk a lot about that changing your narrative. Um, what are some what would be some simple steps <laughs> to changing your narrative? Well, I, I would just say, turn it into a creative process. Okay, great. If, if yeah. you, if you catch yourself saying, Oh, I never make money or, Oh, I'll never mm-hmm. have somebody I love in my life. Or, you know, as soon as you catch yourself in those old stories, really dedicate a Saturday to turning it into a creative project, Make mm. a, literally write a new story. Once upon a time, there was this girl who, you know, or do a painting or write a poem mm-hmm. or make a collage or do some kind of creative act. The The, the power of doing mm-hmm. something creative is that it shifts us out of the patterns of the left brain. Mm-hmm. The left brain gets stuck in patterns. And part of our narrative oftentimes is being stuck in a pattern. When we can start exploring possibilities through this right side of the brain, this very sensual pattern interrupting part of our thinking, mm it actually starts to shift the way the narrative lives in the body. And it gives us the ability to, through creativity, see new possibilities without having to deal with the doubt and the suspicion and the patterns of the the logical mind. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's a great way to get unstuck, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Oh my gosh, this has been such a great conversation. I really appreciate um, you. your time. Our time together. Yes, you're, I, um, I'm so excited that you shared your wisdom, guidance, and woo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to learn more about quantum human design, the quantum alignment system, get a free human design chart, um, browse her many ch- titles, and I can tell you I have most of those titles, and more, <laughs> visit her website at quantumalignmentsystem.com. Mm-hmm. She's also on Facebook and Instagram at Karen Curry Parker. Mm-hmm. And um, on, on those, uh, those uh, social media accounts, she does do a weekly evolution report. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great. They're short. They're sweet. Um, there's great guidance for your week. 
Uh, I wish they were shorter. The astrology has been really wacky lately. So super long lately, but yes, they're usually shorter. (laughs) Yes, but there's such great guidance and wisdom within those, each of those. So um, uh, check those out. So that is it from the Integra podcast today, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. That's support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at IntegraHolisticWellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.